Hello you, welcome to my podcast. This is a show where I'm going to be asking great guests a really specific set of questions designed to stimulate amazing conversation and also try to reveal their true nature. Welcome to The Moment of Proust. Small word of warning, this is going to be really fun, but we do touch on subjects that might upset some people, so please just be aware of that. My name is Elliot Vaughan, I'm a record producer, wine drinker, book reader, and most of all, a person you've never heard of. Luckily for you, this podcast is not about me. It is about my amazing guest who's going to be answering the Proust questionnaire. Proust was a turn-of-the-century French novelist, essayist, critic, uh, all-round fun guy, who believed that these questions, when answered honestly, could reveal a person's true nature. So that's what I'm going to try and do. Okay, so this week's guest is a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Catalyst. Hello. A, uh, a hello, a guitarist, bass player, musician, all round. You play a lot of things, don't you? Um, yeah, the, the twat, mainly. <laughs> yeah, the fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eureka Machines is his band. You'll have seen him in Sister's Mercy. You've seen him play with Ginger Wild Art. You played with me, with CJ Wild Art, Ugly Kid Joe, and I think every band you've ever heard of. And a lot that you haven't, you've played for. Yeah, right? I think I think most of them. Most of them. Name a band. <laughs> Chris has probably Chris has probably at least done one gig with them. <laughs> Would you say that's correct? Uh, not quite, not quite. But you know, nah. probably eighty percent of them. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, we we're pretty good pals. We've known each other for a bit now, and we we met properly doing the CJ Wild Heart tour. Didn't yeah, we? was, was that, that three years ago, four years ago, five years ago? Twenty sixteen, I think. Bloody so. Hell. Not to date this too much, but four years ago, yeah. and almost four years ago, not to the day, but certainly to the month. Yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. Well, yeah, it was just kind of insane, and, you know, and we've we've kind of become close friends since then, so it's really great. It's really great to have you on. Thank you for, um, for having us. Obviously, I think uh, we're going to have some good conversations, like we always do. In fact, I think we've had about an hour of conversation <laughs> before press and record, so <laughs> let's hope we haven't used it all, all up. Right. Okay, so you know the drill. This is the Proust questionnaire. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of questions that, in his mind, were able to show somebody's true nature. I've got a beer. I don't know if you do, have. I haven't. I'm off the drink at the moment, actually. Uh, uh, just just for a couple of weeks while we're in lockdown, uh, I I always I tend to deal with things. Any like when bad things happen, I'm just not one of those people that reaches for the bottle. I love a drink, but like to me, it's when like when bad things happen, it's almost like I need a clear mind. But on a personal level, like okay so far. But you know, we're at the early stages. We'll see how it works out. Did you know? Did you know how to pronounce Proust? Uh, I did know how to pronounce Proust, but only like, I've looked it up before yeah. in the past. I mean, everyone I've given this idea to that knows me day to day has been like, "Oh, that's very you." That that idea, <laughs> that, and I think they're saying it um, disparagingly, um, but I don't really care. But yeah, you know, it's French, so I assumed it wasn't Proust because that doesn't sound very French to Proust. me. Um, but uh, I think it's it's probably it's probably like Proust or something. But it's uh, it's Proust as far as I'm aware. I was sure it was Proust, and then I said it, and then my mate said Proust, and I was like, you know, when you hear something and you're like, I, oh, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like go. I, I couldn't commit to it. And that's all I'm saying. I I, I didn't want to commit to. I'm sure it's Proust, uh, Rob. 
But but then, well, to, to be honest with you, if it's if it's if it isn't Proust, we will be told very quickly. Yeah, I guess, I guess by by people that uh, that um, care yeah. about that. I mean, he's dead, so he's not going to care. I would say his name. Well, no. Um, if can can you edit it? Have you got like some sort of software that can make it into like like every time every time we say uh, Proust, it just goes like Proust or something like that. Well, if we just say Proust, Proust. 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 Like the speaking clock or something. Yeah, we're sorted yeah, in anyway, so it'll be like, this is the Proust questionnaire. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it'll be fine. Or like FIFA 96. I don't know if you ever played FIFA 96. I didn't, but I know what you're talking about. It was the first one with commentary, and it'd be like, uh, welcome to this match of Manchester City <laughs> versus Sheffield Wednesday. And it was great. I'm a little bit older than you, aren't I? I'm, I'm old enough to remember... Uh, Joe Montana Sports Talk Football on the Mega Drive. I, I want to say 1992. That that was the first. That was the first game from what I recall that had like commentary. And like I remember being at my mate's house, and we'd, we this was when you could rent a Sega Mega Drive, and um, and we we rented a Mega Drive from the video shop. Again, this and this is an anachronistic conversation but we'd rent the segment and we got joe montana sports talk football and it and like it blew my tiny mind we had um the first football game we had for our sega mega drive and i should say that there will be americans listening to this so sega genesis for them so sorry yes correct i don't know why it was called that um over here but it was uh the first one we had was italian 90 that was the first and it was top down like bird's eye view so they, they all look like they were wearing sombreros um <laughs> and it i mean I remember it now as being great, but I yeah. feel like it was probably terrible. But that's yeah, you know, that's how I think that's how a lot of things are. Nostalgia it kind of clouds your uh, judgment somewhat, and absolutely, and blunts, absolutely blunts the edges, doesn't it? So well, it does. I, I, for me, I stopped playing the computer games when I was about 15, 14, 15. So that's like ninety four, ninety five, and uh, and so every now and then, like I'll see someone playing like a I don't I don't even know what they're called. I'm like Grandpa Simpson. I'll see someone <laughs> playing like a. Uh, like a, a modern computer like video game. Is that a Nintendo game. station? Yeah, well, yeah. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm always like, right, if I'm going to get back into computer games, I'm going to buy an N64. Because oh, yeah. like, I remember I remember some of my mates having an N64 and being like, oh my God, this is like such a step on from the Super yeah. NES, which is what I had. Yeah. Um, You're literally going to go back as if you never had a break and buy the exactly. next one from when you finish playing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to crack on with Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Pod Racer. That was a good one. All right, that was a really good one. I'm waiting for the mini, the mini N64 to come out, and then I'll, then I'll buy it. You know, they brought out the mini Super NES and the mini. Oh yeah, N64 was great. It was great. The controller was a bit. It was mental, weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was great. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's on. all right. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> so uh, Proust thought that these questions, when answered honestly, would bring out kind of a person's true nature or at least get you somewhere to it. There's another similar sort of um, thing that a few places run where you can answer like 30 questions that will make you fall in love with somebody. What? Uh, that's, not the, that's not the point of this, don't, by the way. I don't want to do I'm, that with you, Elliot. I'm not that lonely. Uh, I've only been on lockdown for a week, but um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a similar thing. I think it's just, you know, showing somebody's kind of truest nature and, and um, the idea, I think, is to just generate conversation and and kind of think about some of the bigger questions 
Yeah, I suppose it'd be good if you were like dating, like if you were on, like on a it's date. It's probably been kind of watered down quite a lot now, you know, turned into a bit of a, uh, you know, a blind date question. Right. Yeah, you could yeah, see yeah. some of these as a blind date question, which, right, you know, yeah. is a shame. But um, yeah, that's not the aim of today. The aim of today is just to, you know, have some good conversation and see kind of where you lie on very specific sets of questions. So I'm going to start right at the top. Uh, number one, it's quite a big one to open with, but it's <laughs> what, Mr. Catalyst, is your idea of perfect happiness? This is the thing with this thing. There are some big questions, yeah. uh, some pretty broad answers. And, and yeah. like, I think, I think with big questions, you can give big answers or you can, or, or some, but sometimes like a really big wide question that has like a million potential outcomes like it's it's almost best to like filter it down to like what is the component fundamental answer to this um yeah the nucleus of it really you the, know exactly. if, if it, kind of a periodic table of elements you've got hydrogen you've got oxygen you've got gold what would the happiness one be what would that one element be oh, well and i sort of and i was i was going through it when when i went through the questions and i was like there's lots of things that you can say about like oh well you know like stupid stuff about like having being in love or like yeah. having a nice guitar or whatever it is yeah um and, the, and of course all those things are nice but but I think the thing that ultimately for me I want and think is the thing that makes me the happiest is security okay and 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 like and so when I was thinking like of course you know everyone likes money or love or sex or yeah a, a nice telly but like the sec security in in those things so so, so you, yeah so like, you mean financial you mean uh you know uh relationships or both exactly just everything security in your job security in your house you know like Basically, not going to bed on a night worried about something, and I'm a worrier. I'm a born worrier, and yeah, um, and it's and it's something that like I try to train myself out of, and I think that you can to a certain extent. Um, yeah, I think you can. I think you can tell yourself that the worrying has never helped, and you can you know you can train yourself in that way. But um, I, I think it's kind of innate in a lot of people that they're just going to worry anyway. What's interesting to me there is obviously your choice, your choice of career. Some would, some would suggest isn't all that secure. So it's yeah, a really interesting take on it from you. I think it's great, but it's a, you know, I would probably say a similar thing. I have two very kind of opposing views of loving a home life and loving kind of a, you know, a routine, but then being in an industry that is completely opposite of that. It's a strange one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it, um, and, and I think, but I think that um, juxtaposition is an is, that's an interesting thing in itself, and I think I like knowing you like I do a bit, well, quite a lot. Um, you're a person that can see lots of sides of an argument. You're a person that can contradict yourself. You know, you're a person that can contradict other people, and, <laughs> and, you, do, you know and what I mean? do, and do, yeah, 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 yeah. But but me, me too, you know. And yeah. I like that. And I like life is about contradictions for me, and and juxtapositions and dynamics. And probably part of my answer in saying security is that like that's something that I strive for yeah. more than someone who has a nine to five job or that is married with three kids or or whatever. Mm. You know, I'm in a I'm in a, re a relationship that I would consider very secure, but. Um, 
you know, we don't live together, we're not married, we don't, you know, th- those things that that would freak some people out. It doesn't freak me out, and I, and as far as I know, it doesn't freak my girlfriend out. But yeah, and I guess it's relative as well, isn't it? Your your idea of security could be very different from somebody else's, and yeah. somebody else's might be a job in a bank, nine to five, you know, exactly two point four children, and and there has to be a ring on it, or it's not secure. Yeah, exactly, and and I wonder how much of that's forced as well, you know, and, and maybe maybe mine's forced. I don't know. Like I'm not proust or proust for that matter. Um, <laughs> Insert correct pronunciation after research <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, so I think happiness is yeah, it's a million and one things, but the thing that I feel most safe in, and I think happiness comes from safety mm. a, a lot of the time, is yeah, just true. the general security of like. Not being worried about where you know I've been broke. I've been on the bones of my ass. Um, I've been—I wouldn't say homeless, but like I've not had a regular home, as it were. Mm. Let's put it that way. Before, and I've not had a job. I've not known where my next work's coming from, and it sucks. Yeah. I've done, and yeah. and I think like you know, it took a while for me to realize I really don't like that. But at the same time, sort of conversely. I like the kind of the juxtaposition of then also not not knowing where necessarily like bloody blimey where's my next um, where's my next rent you know my, my next rent coming from like I don't, like and you've got to hustle and I like that challenge um, but at the same time I like you know the the other thing that I thought when I was going through this idea uh, what is your idea of perfect happiness was yeah the security but also I love not having to set my alarm clock. It sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to me like maybe the most accurate answer for you on this would maybe be the pursuit of security. So, you know, because you enjoy the security, but you also enjoy that other side of it of living your own life and setting your own time and, and like you said, a bit of the hustle. So maybe there's something in there that's like the the hustle and the not worry because, you know, I think, You've been busy enough for long enough now that I don't think it's it's necessarily a major concern for you. But that thing of, oh, you know, there's a little bit somewhere I might not be able to make everything that I wanted to make this month. And I think that happens with all of us. But yeah, you yeah. also like the idea of, you know, like you say, the the home and the secure relationships and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, and I think you can, I think you can actually on reflection, I think you can extend that to your relationship because I I also think it's important with a relationship and with your like not just your um sex relationship you're you not just you're like but with your partner but like yeah. with your friends as well yeah. like i i really try to make an effort and like go like let's do a fun thing yeah and so it's not just like again you know it's the pursuit of security i i want to feel secure so i'll be like I've bought you a nice thing or I'm going to take you to a nice place or let's do an exciting whatever. And I think that's it because I think security can sometimes become complacency, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same with my mates. You know, obviously, with, like with this whole, uh, the virus and stuff at the moment, uh, you know, I don't know when this is going to get broadcast. Maybe... Uh, Armageddon will have uh, Armageddon by then, but yeah, it might not be. We might not be able to broadcast it. It might be sticks and stones and all, you know, living around campfires again. But if not, we'll just it'll have been fun for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like with with all this stuff, I'm like, right, okay, I'm in a position where like I don't have kids, I don't, uh, I don't have anything on at the moment. So I'm like, I've spent this week ringing me some mates and yeah. being like, how how are you doing? You're right. I spoke yeah. to, especially like most of my mates are freelancers self-employed and so 
checking in and being like, are you, are you okay? Is everything all right? Have you got enough stuff going on? And like, yeah, yeah. are you, are you going to starve? You know, do you need anything? And like, to me, that's a real privilege being able to do that. Yeah. Having the time and the ability to do that, I think. Um, yeah, it's great. And again, and it's, and I think that's the pursuit of security in your friendships as well, to a certain extent. I don't need that. I'm quite happy being on my own, but at the same time, it's, it's nice to be able to do. Yeah. Amazing. I think that's a great answer. Really good. Okay. Let's move on. Number two, this is kind of a two-pronged question, but what is your greatest fear? And is there a story or is there a reason why it's your greatest fear? And it might be self-evident in what the fear is, but... Again, I mean, there's there's like sort of very specific answers, like I don't like spiders. Right. I don't like heights. And I think it's because, like, my mum doesn't like spiders. So when I was a kid, yeah, there'll have been a spider. And my mum will have been like, ah, and I'll have been like, ah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I remember, I'll never, ever forget as long as I live going to tropical world in Leeds in Roundy oh, yeah, with, there. um, there you go. There you it's go, it's a there. great day out. Yeah. It's a great day out. And, uh, possible sponsor, by the way, that's what I'm thinking, mate. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, I went with my sister and my niece and nephew when they were kids and they'd have been, I want to say, you know, Six and three or something. Yeah. And uh probably got in free. Pro- yeah, little wankers. And uh, I probably fucking paid. And we went to uh and, and we were in the butterfly zone, whatever you oh, call yeah. it. Yeah. And uh and my and, and my sister hates anything like that. Oh yeah, oh, moths is my one, I can't handle that. Is it? All right, okay, yeah. okay. Well so so there you go, you would hate it. Don't yeah. go, don't go, it's rubbish. <laughs> And these butterflies are flapping about and like going near my sister and stuff. And she's like, ah, 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 like and, and flapping and, and, and running around. And, and I see my niece and nephew do like, seeing my sister do that and they're just learning that. And and I just thought, well, no, that's that's bad. So like, I just put my hand out and like, like waited for one to land on my hand. Yeah. And uh, then my niece and nephew saw that and they were like, oh, okay, we'll do that. And one landed on, uh, I think it was my niece's hand. Yeah, and you know, and it was it's it's scary because the butterflies, what they're they're like weird flying crisp packets. Like they what? Do you, are, yeah, what, they're what, odd, aren't they? Yeah, they're, it's, they're like not crisp packets, quality street wrappers. They're like weird flying quality street wrappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so and one landed on Benicia, uh, and it was like, oh yeah, of course, because they're kids and they're just like sponges and they're just learning. So they've, yeah. they've learned off their mum. Ah, this is terrifying. And then they've learned off me because I'm really hard. Uh, they've learned off me uh, not to be afraid of a butterfly that is probably a millionth of your size and weight. Yeah. And can't even sting you or eat you or anything. That's the weird thing with moths. I don't know why I'm so scared of them, but it, it's it's kind of, I'd class it as an irrational fear. I think sometimes with spiders and snakes, some of them can kill you, so it's better well, yeah. to be afraid of all of them than none of them. Moths are like skinhead butterflies. They're just shit butterflies. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're like wanker. They're like arsehole butterflies. I like. Yeah, butterflies are bad intentions. I believe I've called them before. And, there you and, go. <laughs> I, I mean, they they don't do anything other than fly at your face and fly at the light and then die within like forty eight hours or whatever. But um, I'm I'm just petrified of them, and there's absolutely no reason for it. Yeah. Well, like, same with spiders. Yeah. But, but to me, the the reason that I'm afraid of spiders, you see a dog, right? Yeah. You know if a dog is pissed off. Or if he's like happy, or yeah, if he's true. hungry, or if he's like having a laugh, they or if he's like known, yeah. growling. Do you know what I mean? 
yeah. if you if you've got a spider in front of you, I don't even know which way he's facing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, he yeah. might go that way. He might go that way. He might too go. Many legs, and I'm like, isn't there? Yeah, there's too could. many legs, and like, like they've probably got loads of eyes as well, and they're probably like, oh, I don't know, they're weird, and and I love it. My friend Steve Morricone from the Scaramanga Six, he's one of these people that, like, he invites spiders into his house. He gets them round for a cup of tea, yeah. And he, right, but like, okay. he'll tell you like, oh, this is the such and such a breed. They help us because they eat the whatevers. And I'm like, that, yeah. that's amazing. I wish I could be like you uh, in lots of ways. Steve's a wonderful fella. But spiders, heights, because I want to jump off. Um, uh, I, don't okay. want, I don't want to jump off. I'm not suicidal, but I'm at the top of a building. I, w- I remember once going, I want to say it was the Empire. It was, it was the Empire State Building. No, some, some real tall building in New York with a girl that I used to go out with. And she went, oh, look over there. And she pointed... Out of the like, out of the top. So like, um, mentally, I calculated at that instance like her finger was sixty three miles above the ground or whatever it is. <laughs> that is a tall building, mate. It's, but, a, yes, it's really tall. Saying. I don't know if yeah. you've been there recently. Yeah, but they've extended it. And, yeah, and I was it's, like, it's now floating, is it? Yeah. I, and, and I could and I could feel like my f- my fucking balls go into my body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah, ter- I know terrifying. And I'm not scared of heights, but when you sit and look at it and you go, I, I mean, there's, if I fell from here, that would be it. Then a little twinge comes in and you go, oh, shit, you know, the, uh, maybe I should stop fucking about. But I'm the same with spiders. Like, spiders don't bother me at all. You know, I don't actively befriend them, but I also don't, I'm not bothered about them. Same with heights. I'm absolutely fine with heights, but I don't think I'd want to dangle one-handed off the top of the Empire State Building. You know what I mean? Which some people do. Um, like those Russian guys that oh they just jumping across like the, the world's right little gap oh yeah 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 and those videos made me sick I'm I'm up the top of a pylon look how hard I am you no yeah. you're not yeah well, you'll you be are. soft in a minute you when you hit the floor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. they never do well no you don't see the video of that do you? that's but, true it's a bit like it's a bit like the guys who do the uh, Fruit machines. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 45 quid up. Yeah, but how much did you put in, mate? Yeah. How many times yeah. did you die before you got the, the pile on video? That's it. That's what That's I want to know. And anyway, yeah. Fred Dibner's harder than all of you. That's true. That's Correct. true. Uh, greatest fear. So, let's go back to that. Um, there's, you've got your like specific things. Spiders uh, running out of um, bit beans. These days, it's running out of toilet paper, isn't it? Oh, not in my house, mate. No, uh, we uh, we get it delivered every three months, so it's all good. What? Have you got one of those those Amazon button things? No, it's um again another decent sponsor, a company called Who Gives a Crap, fully hundred uh, percent recycled, but we get like forty eight rolls every quarter or something ridiculous for like twenty quid. Oh mate, that wouldn't last in my house. Anyway, let's move on. You got your specifics, um, that, but I think my greatest fear. And again, I was thinking about this a lot and I was like, well, you know, is it loneliness? And I'm like, no, because I like being on my own yeah. um, or solitude. You know, I, I like, I revel in a, a bit of that, you know. I would argue that alone and lonely are very different. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, what, the, the, what I came up with was isolation. So you're, you're lonely without the choice sort of thing. Yes, yes. You know? I think that's probably relatively common, to be honest, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a pretty human yeah. uh, trait. I think people do like um, having other people around them, and, and I think that's a yeah, man, good thing, you know. And I think it's. I think actually, it's also 
generationally, younger people like it even less. Well, they're just not as used to it, though. I think that, yeah, there you go. That's probably it. If you were born, if you're 18 now, you were born into the internet era um, and it just wasn't, you know, that social butterfly thing just wasn't as important to you as a as a as a person it's not part of your growing is it you're never on your own whereas me dad who's 73 like he can't get enough of it yeah <laughs> like he loves it he's got the radio on yeah that's his I think mate, my dad's you know? like i think one of his hobbies is waiting in the car you know what I mean? Like, my dad's 73, same <laughs> age. And it's like, I'm pretty sure, you know, that I think it's that generation as well. But like, um, I'll tell you what, I'll take you, I'll wait for you, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll bring you home. Dad, I'm going to be I'm gonna be there eight hours. That's fine, I'll wait. I've got the paper, <laughs> and I've got and I've got talks bought. Well, that's it, and I've got the crossword. can sit there for eight hours, not a problem. Correct. Yeah. My dad's got his Sudoku. I love the Sudoku, um, mate. Love the Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sudoku. <laughs> Do you know, my dad, my dad, when, when we were kids, uh, my dad took us to Nebworth to see Oasis. Amazing. Did he wait, did he? He sat in the van, <laughs> right? So let's say Oasis went on at nine o'clock, right? Yeah. When they went on, obviously the DB level went up, he had the van door open. He was like, oh, this is all right. He's like, we it. We're great. The van was like pulled over in a lay-by and he says, um, oh, and this tout came up. He says, do you want us... Do you want a ticket? You know, he was just on his way home. He was like, do you want a ticket? He said, how much? He said, a fiver. I tell her, fuck off. <laughs> I can hear it from Why would you not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why would you not just go? Five quid? Or I, th- I think it was about like 10 quid or so. It was certainly no more than 10 quid. He was happy where he was, mate. He was quite happy where he was. He had his Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> he had his puzzles. And he had talk yeah, yeah, yeah. sport. And he could hear him and, that was, and he was quite happy with that. And that's, but that's, again, that, that level of patience is something that's it's like gone. been bred out of us a bit. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's yeah. very much now, 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 um, you know, instant gratification. But that's how it is. And, you know, I think it would do everyone good to slow down a little bit. So you're saying isolation, so uh, loneliness, uh, but forced upon you. Yeah, isolation, and I'm saying um, heights. Okay, so if you were forcibly alone atop a great mountain, you'd be fucked. Well, it would depend on the mountain. It's a really small one that you could fall off. All right, yeah, yeah. Small, very thin, but very high. Thin, exactly, exactly. It's the <laughs> if there was like a massive wall around me that You're meant fine. that I couldn't climb over or see what was going on, I'd be yeah. all right. <laughs> but if if there was any option of jumping off, not that I want to jump off, yeah. But if it's if it's a possibility, I never said it was going to be straightforward, Elliot. No, that, well, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> it, it, it's. Uh, Straightforward is boring, isn't it? Okay, let's move on. Number three, what is the trait you least like about yourself? Again, like, I think I, I contradict myself with this because, like, like we were just talking about patience and I feel like I'm in some ways really, really patient. Mm. And then in other ways, I'm really impatient. Like, if I can't do something straight away, someone's like that, have a go on this thing. Try this yeah. thing out. Have you ever played Bop It? Uh, completed it, mate. Completely. <laughs> I think, I think, I, I, I'm not sure you know this about me, but I think Bop It is seriously one of the greatest inventions of all time. Well, like, that was something that I remember, like, thinking I was quite good at it and then, like, realising that all my mates were way better at it than I was. And so I was just, like, no longer interested in, in participating. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, like, 
get better. I didn't want to improve. I didn't want to graduate through yeah. up to Bop It Extreme number 63, uh, etc. So like I can be impatient like that, but I can be patient. Like if, if it's like, if it comes to like, right, I'm mixing this like 156 part harmony and it's going to take me all day. Like yeah. I can sit there and do that and I will love every second of it. Um, so like that again that juxtaposition of that oh, like similarly something that so the first thing that came to mind about the thing that I don't like in myself is and this is something that I've like worked on since I was a kid is that like I think innately I'm quite a jealous person or like an envious person okay but at the same time like certainly nowadays and for the last 10 years you know as, as you become a grown up like there's no place for that it's stupid um, the, 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 there's a famous quote I think that um yeah, you know, jealousy is an illness that only affects you, because um, your jealousy doesn't do anything to anybody else. It's just a purely internal thing, um, and and it all it does is just poison you and no one else. It's like it's like that would probably be one of mine to be honest here, but it's such a poisonous trait. It really. is, and like when you see if like one of your mates is doing like well at something that doesn't detract from like how well you're mm. doing at other things, you know? And like, I know that rationally and you usually I'm fine with it, especially nowadays. Like I say, it's not, not as much of a problem, but every now and then something happens and I'm like, I oh, wish that was me. I want a yeah, bit of that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for instance, um, I played with the sisters of mercy for 15 yeah. years or whatever it was. Uh, and then the long story short, I, Andrew wanted to do a tour. I couldn't do it. Uh, he wanted to do it anyway. I gave him a couple of options of when mm. I could do it. He didn't want to do it at those times. Uh, so he booked the tour and, and, and decided to do it anyway. So they had to get... At first, we were like, well, well shall we get a dep in? You know, someone yeah. someone else can yeah. come and do it, whatever. Um, And, and like, I was jealous. Of, oh, no, je- jealous I know, is the wrong exactly, word. I, 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 was, I think everyone will know exactly what you mean as well. It's, it's not necessarily jealous, but it is a case of... Oh well, that's that's my that's my role. That's that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, all right, whoever ends up doing it, like, you know, they can borrow all my gear. They can borrow my amp, or like we use the Kemper amp. So you know, you could, it's all on a USB stick. I'll give them my settings. There's, you don't have to piss around. Figure it all out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If there's any songs, yeah. If there's any songs that they can't work out, I'll sit down and show them on FaceTime yeah. or or whatever. Um, or record it for you know I'll, I'll do anything that I can to make this as good as possible and as easy yeah. as possible for everyone but at the same time there was a bit of me that was like you know when, yeah. when they did the first yeah. gig you know I like the next day I did look it yeah. up and I was like and, and again like I text them all like the day before I was like hey good luck I hope it all goes well. and the guy that's doing it is a guy that I know a guy called Dylan is a nice fella and um mm. and so I text them all I was like good luck hope it goes well and I genuinely meant it but at the yeah. same time, there was a bit of me that was like, I hope it falls apart. And that makes me a prick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't think it does. I think that's a really honest evaluation. Uh, and I think that's going to be more relatable than maybe you think. And I, you know, I feel exactly the same. And I think there's, there's a professional side to you that was like, okay, I'm going to let you do this and have all my stuff and help you out as much as I can. But internally, I'm going to be like, Fuck you! This is my job, and even though it was kind of your fault, or just you know, it, it was you were the reason that you couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And I'm totally happy with all the stuff that I am doing. You know. Yeah, but it's it's always the same. It's that it's that toxic thing of 
you leave your ex and then you're like, oh, she's got a new fella. Well, I'm not happy about that. It's only it's only been three years. And, you know, rationally, <laughs> rationally, you think, well, she's well within her rights to do that. I left her years ago. You know what I mean? But there's also that little, oh, you go, yeah, I'm really happy for her. You know, but there's that other bit of, oh, fucking no, so probably should be me that. No, I didn't think she'd ever be happy without me. You know, it's that same thing, isn't it? And I think everybody has a little bit of that in them. And, and maybe jealousy isn't necessarily the right word. Maybe it's just, you know, you want to be able to do everything, I think. And when you realise you can't, it's like, oh, fucking well, hell, I wish I could, but you, you can't. I think that, um, I, I tend to think, People, uh, certainly men, because I understand, I, I know, I know more about men just by virtue yeah. of being one. Uh, yeah, there's a point in our childhoods where we kind of stop, and for some people that might be when they're like seven, and for some yeah. people that might be when they're like fourteen, and yeah. um, and I think what what it comes down to is, like, I'm a, I do my best to be a nice fella. I, I'm, I'm. I think I'm a nice fella. I do nice things. I'm thoughtful, and I do. I, I, I try to be helpful to people and all that. Um, yeah. But there's still like in everyone that like six year old that is pissed mm-hmm. off that the kid who sits next to him got a big track for Christmas and I didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember a big track? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember that. I, Rally I know Street of Wolf. Them. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the kind of person that remembers things from before just because I've read about them or seen them. <laughs> right, okay. I don't actually remember them, but I almost feel like I do. But no, I don't. But I know what you're talking about. Um yeah, it, it is that thing. It's like, oh he you know, he's got a two cone ice cream and I've only got one. I was enjoying mine perfectly fine until I saw his. Yeah, exactly. And now I want that one and now I'm you know now I'm full of discontent. And frankly, a two cone ice cream is gonna make me sick. So And it's more hassle than it's worth. They're they're um cumbersome. Yeah. Um, you know they they're prone to breakage. I want to um, concentrate my juice. You know the red stuff. Yeah, I want to yeah, concentrate 100%. on one cone rather than yeah. like you know stretching it out. Hundred percent. So hundred percent. So yeah, you know, and when I went to see the sisters played in Leeds the other week, and again I went I went to see them, and the night before we went for a curry with, with some of the lads, and and. Uh, I went to the gig and it was only really on the day of the gig that I was like, I'm kind of not, I wasn't sad about it and I wasn't mad yeah. about it. I was just like, this is fucking weird. Cause I give 50 and it wasn't just like the guy at the side playing the guitar. I fucking more or less managed that band yeah. for years. And yeah. the, um, and the, there was a lot of things in the organization that I was responsible for. Like and the, when it came to the gig, there was a lot of stuff at the gig where I was like, oh, I did that. All right. You know, I programmed all the guitar sounds and I, yeah. whatever it is. And like, I and, what and what I should have been like was like sort of a bit proud and like, oh, great. I'm really glad that it's going really well. But there was like a yeah. part of me that wanted a fucking fanfare. And it's like, right, we're going to we're going to throw this next song out to. To a guy mm-hmm. who's been really, you know. But the thing was, I didn't really want that. Like, because I, I don't. But there was, like, the six-year-old in me sort of did. Yeah. I've been there with, you know, I'll go see a band or an artist that I've produced, and I, you know, and um, they'll play a song that basically was completely reworked, and it works really well live, and I feel really proud of the fact that, you know, we, we made this thing happen. It was shit before, and it's great now, whatever. And, you know, part of me is like, it would be really good if they just, you know, if they go, oh, this one this one was, uh, this is our next single that was produced by Elliot there down the front, and, uh, you know, he, he really made it shine. And <laughs> part of me wants that, but 
I know that if they did that, I'd be hugely embarrassed. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to, you know, I'd pull my hood up and go to the back of the room and get a drink. So I wouldn't really want that. But part of me goes, well, they're going to acknowledge how how great of a job I've done this or what? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's re- it's really pathetic. It is pathetic. And it's almost like, it's like Elliot, do you want to come up and sing the chorus yeah, as exactly. you sang all the? Bit? And it's like, and I would say no because that would horrify me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like. God, you didn't, you know, you didn't mention how fucking great I am. So what, you know, you wouldn't be here if, if it wasn't for me. And it's, um, it's absolutely pathetic, but that it happens. I think someone in the someone in the pub uh, beforehand. I went to the pub around the corner first and met up with my girlfriend and a mate. And someone in the pub was like, "Are, are you?" Uh, they were taking the piss, but like, are, "Are you getting up with them tonight, Chris?" And I was like, yeah. "And I, like, I, like I shuddered because I was like, absolutely yeah. not." But at yeah. the same time, I realised when when he asked me that, I was like. If they asked me, like I'd be all, I'd be fucking all over it. <laughs> but at the same, yeah. t- but at the same time, I'd be like, nah, it's not very cool. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's I, would, not cool I wouldn't, at all. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. But like, the, like uh. I wouldn't do it. But I'd like to be asked. <laughs> what a, yeah. what a I, want to, I want to be able to say no. And yeah. it's that is such a complicated emotion. But I'm completely there with you with that. Uh, so we've got the what you least like about yourself. Uh, what is the trait you least like in? others well again i mean it's the same sort of thing isn't it really uh no one likes someone that's jealous um and like i say i do i do feel like as i've got older like that's something that i I think about less and i am just and i think part of jealousy as well is not being like if you're jealous of someone else the likelihood is that you're not very happy in your own situation whether you realize it or not and like Mm. now that i'm just like kind of pretty happy in my own situation like it's it's something that like it's a it's an emotion or a feeling that I deal with less because I don't want what other people have got, you know, as, as a rule. Uh, but yeah, so when I see that, you know, that sucks. Um, I think something something that I, again when I was thinking about this, something that I don't like in others is inconsistency. Like I want to know where I stand. Like if you don't like me, that's fine. If you do, great. Let's hang out. But like. Just, just like let let me know. Like I just want to know where I stand. Yeah, <laughs> so, no wishy washy, no kind of mixed signals. Just uh, don't don't be nice to me one day, and the next time I see you, you've forgotten who I am, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like I hate that. And oh, like of course, everyone has a bad day, and everyone like sometimes in a bad mood or whatever. But like, especially like when you work for somebody else, if you tell me to do this thing, if you tell me to do this thing in this way, you only need to tell me once. And then I'll do it. I'm pretty good at that. What really fucks me off, and I've had this before in certain bands, mentioning no names, the Sisters of Mercy, <laughs> where like, you, where like something's really good for a bit, yeah, and then suddenly it's like not very good anymore. And I'm all like, I want you to do it like this. Okay, I'm doing it like that. And then like three years later, I've always hated the way that you do that. Yeah. Oh god. And I'm like, yeah. Well, okay. like. But that was, and I like I remember, and I'm a wanker like that. Yeah. I remember the time that you told me yeah. I want you to do it like this. Yeah, I hate that. I know what you mean? Like, so it's it like I like consistency, uh, and I deplore in others inconsistency, uh, and like power trips and people that take themselves too seriously. I don't like that. Like, let's have a laugh. Yeah, hundred percent. Whilst also taking the stuff that you do seriously yeah and i think there is i think that you know you can take 
you can take yourself seriously and not be sullen and not be difficult. You know, there yeah, are yeah. serious people that that can have fun, but I understand entirely yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, you can take things seriously. Yeah, and I, the other thing that I don't like is uh, competitiveness. Okay, like again, like to a certain level, like. When I watch the Olympic hundred meter final, you don't get to win that by not being competitive, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. love that. I want, I want to see that. Yeah, but like, but I probably don't want to hang around with those people. No, um, and they're very one track minds. But when you're playing Monopoly with your your four year old son, and you're desperate to beat him, do you remember competitive dad from the Fast Show? Yes, <laughs> that's amazing and super accurate for almost every uh, adult male I've known in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, I just, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of things I think that, that I think people see as strengths or, char- or a lot of characteristics that people see as their strengths, I think are also their weaknesses. So yeah. like, for instance, for some, some people are incredibly competitive and I'm like, I think, I think actually that's really held them back. Yeah. But it's also given them their greatest successes. Yeah, but they could have done more or could have experienced more things, you know, kind of, uh, what is it, perfect is the enemy of good, is it? So it's like, you know, they're pushing yeah, so yeah, hard to be yeah. the best that maybe if, if they'd have not worried so much about that, they could have done even more great things. Well, the one thing that I remember saying, I remember saying to a mate of mine when he was, um, he was talking about his future and quitting a job. And, I, and and he was saying, well, I don't like this aspect. I don't like that aspect. And I was like, just because something isn't perfect doesn't mean it's shit. Yeah, 100%. Because nothing's perfect. And if, the nothing's sooner you figure perfect. that out, the better. Because then you can enjoy what's great about something and and yeah. let you know let the shit fall by the wayside. Because exactly, you, you, yeah. you cannot have everything. You'll end up very sad if, exactly. if that's what you're aiming for. Well, exactly, and you're always like striving for something that doesn't really exist. I think there's a thing of you know, be happy with where you are and what you've got. There's a difference between happiness and contentment. You know, if if you want to succeed, don't necessarily just be content and complacent with something, but also always be happy with where you're at and where you've come. You know, uh, if you're happy with what you've got, but want to strive for more, that's great. But you probably won't get more if you're not already happy with where you are. You know, well, exa- exactly. You know, I've got. A, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm. J- I did. I did this. I did this yesterday. Uh, I was doing a, a, like a little chat on Instagram Live. I just need to. Um, I just need to pick this name up. But oh, there it is. Uh, I was talking to uh, Ricky out the Kaiser Chief, <laughs> and, um, and uh, <laughs> in about 2007, I think it was, maybe eight. Uh, yeah. Kaiser Chiefs uh, were headlining Leeds Festival. Yeah. Basically, it was one of those things where Kaiser Chiefs were headlining the Friday night, and then in Reading the next night, Franz Ferdinand were going on last. Yeah. And Kaiser Chiefs were second to last, or, or Pult, or whoever it was. And um, and afterwards, there was like an after-show party backstage, which was brilliant, because it was, it was a really curious mix of people. There was like about 40 people there, loads of champagne, and, mm. uh, and, and like... I can't remember exactly, but I think like Alex Turner was there and Alexa Chung and then like Martin and Sue Ricks, who's Simon, the bass player's <laughs> mum and dad, you know, who like I've known for years, you know, and yeah. and like j- just like a real curious, like brilliant mix of people. Everyone's pissed as arseholes celebrating the fact that the guys Jeeves have just headlined Leeds Festival, you yeah. know, and, and bearing in mind that like I remember seeing them in 2002, maybe playing on like the 19th stage at one in the afternoon to 150 yeah. people. 
you know, mm. it was amazing. And it was a great set and everyone loved it. And there were, you know, and uh, everyone's having a great time. And I look across on the sofa and there's Ricky, the singer, sitting on his own, like looking all grumpy. And yeah. I'm like, and I saw him go over and I'm like that, Ricky, fucking hell's up with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that. Mm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, oh, you just yeah. like, here we are. You've just like headline Leeds Festival. You got paid a fortune. You fucking. You, it's a dream like, come true. It's yeah. It's it's the, the the entire reason you you started a band, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like and and what a, what a great moment, yeah. like headlining your hometown festival. And he went, yeah, well, we're not headlining tomorrow night, are we? And it was like, oh, mate. And like, but at the same time, I, you know, I do sort of get it, and I think that's like very, very human condition, you know. Yeah, it is, uh, you know. But it's it's like this is the biggest it's ever going to be, and it can get. And, and I do think that is a very that's a very curious thing, and I think that's why there's a lot of mental health problems in in music generally. You know, you go out on this tour where everyone adores you. You know, if you're playing the Normo Domes, everyone's singing everywhere back to you, and you're you're an absolute god. Yeah. And then you come home. And it's like, well, I'm fucking nobody at home. This is, this is shit. What's the next thing? And then if the next tour isn't quite as massive, you know, you might apply to 80,000 people on the last tour and it might be 50,000 on the next tour and the next tour is fucking shit and you don't want to do it and it's it's a waste of time. You know, it's um it's a difficult thing to get around, but that's a great story and a great, great example of, of this thing that we're talking about. Just remembering that as well, remembering that, like, not... You know, things are transient, um, but like to enjoy the good bits and refer back to them, but also find enjoyment in the bits that aren't quite as exciting or whatever, you know. And, and I love that. Again, I love that juxtaposition of like coming home and like my cat, I walk through the door, my cat, like I've just fucking played whatever stadium or whatever uh, arena or whatever. And my cat does not give a shit. It's like, where's my food? She's Where like the that. fuck have Where, you been? Where's my food? Where the fuck have you been? You're a prick. Um, and like, you know, a lot of my mates, obviously they're like, oh, it's brilliant that you're doing that. Anyway, what else is going on? Do you know what I mean? Because it's not important. I mean, it is important. Of course it's important, but it's not, It doesn't it's define not, you, know, you. And I think that's the difference when, you, when, it's, when it's work, you know. That was work for the Cosgives. That was work for Ricky. And it's a great day's work, but you've also got to go and do... A great day's work tomorrow, and there's going to be probably the same amount of people there yeah. who you've got to put on a good show for. And what would they think if you were like, oh, well, you're shit yeah. compared to yesterday? It, it, it's, it, it, you know, and I always yeah, have to course. do, I've, I've done some great things in my time, and I've done some less than great things, and I'm certainly not at the level of, not even at your level, but what, what I have is a 16 year old me going, this is all I want to do. And I've done all those things. And um, I have to remind myself all the time that I'm a hero to that 16-year-old. Do you know what I mean? That's that's just what... The things that I've done yeah, yeah. were unimaginable to him, me. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to do more. I want to strive for more. But I have to sometimes just go, you know what? You need to enjoy this. You need to sit back, take five minutes, look where you are. Yeah, And too, um, make it happen. Go do you on. know what I do? Do you want to know what I do? I, I, when I'm when I'm in certain situations, and like I'm I'm slightly OCD, and I don't mean that. Well, I'm not slightly OCD. I am OCD. I don't mean the like. Oh, I've got. Oh, I've put a fork in the knife drawer. Like I, I was diagnosed OCD, and um, and like I take photographs in my mind. I've got like a photo album 
that I can remember, like such and such an occasion, being in Lemmy's dressing room yeah. with Lemmy, yeah. having a drink yeah. and some other things. Be like being on stage at certain venues where I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's eighty thousand people here, like and like and very deliberately, like in my mind, going like I'm taking a photograph yeah. of this. We have to do that, you know. Um, stop and smell the roses. That's that whole thing. You yeah, have to sit yeah. and go look. This is what I'm looking at, you know. And there's been periods where I've had to do the same thing. And sometimes you're so in it that it's almost a blur. But you need to be like. I have to remember this. This needs to be yeah. something that, that I keep with me in the low times or in the lean times or whatever, or just in the times where I'm possibly not quite on the very, very top of my game to remember that, yeah, yeah. that I've done amazing things, whatever they may be. It's all relative, obviously, isn't it? You know, so for some people, it's sending out a stadium. For some people, it's it's filling in the room at their local local venue. They're both dreams that people have had, and you have to, yeah. you know, you have to keep hold of that, definitely. For some people, it's painting a nice picture or yeah. making a nice curry or whatever it is. You know, yeah, exactly. n- none of them are more or less valid than the others. You know, great, great answer, great answer. Cheers, babe. Well, well done, you. Thanks, great, babe. You, you can come on again. Okay, next question. What do you consider to be the most overrated virtue? This could be quite contentious. I like this one. Well, I, I'm from Yorkshire, right? People like yeah. like to be straight up. That's like part of being a Yorkshireman. <laughs> yeah, and like I, th- I think that's good. Like like I said before, I don't like inconsistency. I, I'll, I'm quite happy to have a full and frank conversation with anybody. But like yeah. I, I I'm not always sure that honesty is the best policy. Like of course <laughs> of course like okay. I don't lie. I'm not a liar. And this links in with the next question. I don't lie about things. But sometimes I think you, people can be too honest and it just becomes hurtful and it becomes unkind. Agreed. And and I think, like, you can be a constructive fibber. <laughs> yeah, or you, yeah, or you can just omit things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no, although, like, there's omissions and there's omissions. Yeah. Like, if you're a, like, a, like, I'm not a, like, cheating guy yeah. in relationships. Like... I, I do, like I know people that do do that, and they just say, "Well, I don't, I don't lie about it. I just don't mention yeah, it." Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, yeah. "That, that is lying." Yeah, it's <laughs> fundamentally yeah, it's betraying trust, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, if like there's a kid at a gig who's 14, and he goes, "Oh my god, can I send you my demo? I've done a demo." Yeah, and you get it, and it's like, "This is shit." Yeah. Like, there's nothing to be gained from saying to that kid, mate, honestly, forget about it. Worst thing I've ever heard, yeah. Just, like, think think about being a plumber. Like, b- b- being a plumber is a great job. All my mates left school when they were 16 and were like, uh, I'm going to be a plumber or a uh, sparky or a uh, fitter or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm going to go to uh, university, further, better myself, educate myself. Uh, they're all fucking minted. Yeah, they're all living in massive houses with wings. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, yeah, I am not. But that's all right. No, but you're fulfilled, and that's yeah. And maybe they are. You can't say they're not. No, yeah. absolutely. I've got some good mates who are. You know, again, I think that's like part of. Anyway, whatever. Um, but so like so when kids are like, I've, you know, I've done this, and because unfortunately people are a lot more entitled nowadays, and they've got parents perhaps who are like going, "Oh my God, you are the next Alice Cooper." Yeah. Then did I ever tell you my mate's nan is called Alice Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be plenty of them. There's got to be. 
But it's great. I love that you know one. That's amazing. My next door neighbour's called Shirley Temple as well. <laughs> Does she tell you that that's where they got the name? <laughs> if, I was, if I was your mate's nan, Alice Cooper, I'd be like, I, I'm, you know I'm the Alice Cooper and that's he took the name from me. He took the name off me. Exactly. I'd make up a whole story. It'd be great. Have you seen the film The Invention of Lying? Do you know what? I haven't, no. So the premise of it is that lying doesn't exist in the world. And so he, you know, eventually lies about something. It's the first lie ever told. And then he, you know, basically becomes Jesus. And it's a whole kind of allegory on, um, you know, the son of God and Messiah and all that. But basically the first, the first half of the film, the premise is completely flawed because they're not. So a waitress brings over his drink and puts it down. He goes, thanks so much. He goes, oh, it's lovely. I've had a sip of that. And, and, it's like okay, so you, you've t- you've told me that I didn't ask you, so it's not just being truthful. It's just saying whatever the fuck you want to say, you know. And the whole the whole first half of the film, everyone's just saying health things. Oh, you look fucking stupid in that, or um, I, I wouldn't touch you with a non with a non foot barge pole because you're ugly. Oh, do you think with the, do you think there the could ever be anything between us? No, you're fat and ugly, and I don't ever want to see you again. Like all that kind of stuff, and it's it's flawed because they're just saying shit, and it's not. Being truthful, it's not being honest. It's just being stupid and hurtful, being a and, dick. And, yeah, and, yeah, and pointlessly blurting out stuff, um, and it completely kills the film for me. But that's kind of what you're saying, is it? Of you know, you don't have to just say everything that you think. You don't have to just be. Well, I'll speak my mind. There's not much to speak of, um, you know. And and like you say, hurt people with brutal honesty that isn't useful. No, exactly. I th- exactly. That's what it comes down to: is yeah. knowing when to be honest and knowing yeah. when to like like here's a moment that i'm gonna like really say what i feel and say what i think and when to go right i'm just gonna be constructive about this so this kid like is a rubbish guitar player but he's having loads of fun doing it and he's making friends and he's like mm-hmm. uh he's you know maybe he didn't get out the house very much before and now and now he's like got a community around him and i'm gonna shatter that by going your chorus is rubbish, mate. Yeah, like he like that's gonna be no use to anyone. So, yeah. so I don't think that I don't. I think that honesty is really important, and like it, uh, my integrity is very important to me. Yeah. And when it's when it's important, it's really important. But sometimes you do need to like. I think there's a difference between a little fib and being a bullshitter. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think you're probably right there, and I think whilst a lot of people will go, oh, he thinks honesty is overrated. I think in that context, people will relate to that because you're right. But it is. There's so many people that are like, well, I, I say what I think, and if you don't like it, that's tough. Yeah, but what? Yeah, what you think is fucking stupid. So yeah, yeah. Stop or saying hurtful, it. Or, yeah. Yeah. What you what you think is really unkind and cruel. So stop fucking saying it. And there's a whole there's a whole thing about free speech at the moment, and people just think they can say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, but you can't without, without consequence. And it's like, well, no, that's fine. But if you want to be hurtful and honest in your in your um, special way, then I'll give it you back and tell you that you're a fucking arsehole. Well, exactly, exactly. But you're not allowed to do that. You can't well, tell them that they're wrong. The problem with that though is that, like, since Facebook and you know before that MySpace or whatever, everyone's got an opinion now. They had it before. They just didn't have. They weren't able to voice it before. They had it before. They just didn't have an audience. Yeah, yeah they yeah. didn't have an audience, and they just scream at home, you know. And maybe it's maybe it's done uh, relationships 
the world of good because they're not just getting the brunt of it anymore and it's going to Facebook instead. But, you know, realistically, I'd, I mean, we could get into this, but I don't even believe that everybody's opinion is valid. My opinion is not... Uh, my opinion about what's best for um, the next... You, you know, the next um, level of space travel is not valid because I know fuck all about it. You know, my the, the fiscal goings-on of a huge business is not my opinion is not really valid because i don't know enough about it you know so it's the same sort of thing if everybody thinks their opinion is valid everyone thinks their honesty is valuable and and useful and most of the time it's not not only that like this kind of like again it's a, i think it's a very modern thing that everyone has to have an opinion and you have to think like that this thing is bad and that this thing is good or that this thing is evil or whatever it is and I'm like, I think it's, it's something that you don't get a lot of these days is like just going, and I think it's it's something that I've realised recently. It's just going, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know who the right person to lead the country is. I don't know who the best band ever were. You know, like it's it like that's okay to to me. Like like I you know, ever like it's good to have an opinion, but I think it's also like fine to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so the next question would have been, is it ever okay to lie? And I think we've covered that because, obviously, in your opinion, yes, it is. And and they may be lies because he said, do you like this? And you've said, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and it, you might hate it, but it's a useful lie. And I think on, on those occasions, I think you're saying yeah, that Yeah, just catching fine. the balance, basically. Great. Okay, this one, um, I kind of want the first thing that comes out the the first thing that pops into your head so we'll do a quick fire if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be uh quick fire physically my weird feet um i've got really weird feet <laughs> uh, okay how are they weird i've got ridiculously high arches and uh really yeah yeah like stupidly like i have to have stupid insoles and things and like but i but oh. they're expensive and so i don't have them in all my shoes because i'm tight so I would change that. Right. So my, either my feet, I'd like to have a better memory. I'd like to be more able to cope with being tired. <laughs> I like that. Okay, let's do another quick fire-ish one. Uh, if reincarnation is real, what or whom would you like to come back as? If reincarnation was real, I would come back as, I've got, actually, this is really easy. I would come back as my cat. Your cat specifically. Yeah, specifically, because my cat has the best life out of any of the cats. But this is going to be sad. You won't be there, so her life oh, will be shit. different, and you can't see. You won't be able to see what her life will be like if you come back as her. But that would mean, oh, that, but that's really existential because I was going to say then, yeah, but she'd be with <laughs> she'd be with Rob, who's my housemate. But then if I was a cat, then Rob wouldn't be living in my house because it's my house. Well, no, like you've died, so I'm, I'm dead. Rob's not going to be living in my house after I'm dead, unless he's murdered me. He's not going to stay, no. Unless he's murdered me and he's, like, keeping my body in the kitchen or something. Yeah. So yeah. that he can have the house to himself, which, frankly, isn't beyond the realms of possibility. It's anything's uh, possible. And then, and that would that would also mean that I'd come back as me, uh, I'd come back as my cat, I'd be dead in the kitchen, and then I could eat myself. Yeah. Which is, I think, what my cat would definitely do. If I died tomorrow and my cat was like, my cat would have no problem, like, cracking on <laughs> with just like, because if I wasn't like there to give her Felix or Cat Pepper Armies, she'd start with my toes. And also, if you died tomorrow, the numbers this podcast would do would be 
great. You'd be, it'd be good, so, mate. It'd be good, yeah. It'd be good. It'd be good, know, it'd be good, for, good you. for your career. It'd be good for good mine. For Matt, so. Correct. I'd sell probably sell yeah. you know another three or four records. You probably sell an album. Um, so your cat is what my you cat. She has a good life. My cat. Okay, another quick fire one. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Oh, I like this question. Well, I really love where I am. I love uh, my house. I love my community around me. I've got. Um, I know all my neighbours. I've got like nice things around. There's a, like my favourite pub in the world is a five minute walk. There's a cinema and a bowling alley and stuff, you know. Uh, but I'd like to have some more options. So I love where I am, just outside. Okay. Like it's it basically like a mile out of the town centre of Leeds. Uh, of Leeds. But I'd love to have like a house near the seaside. That'd be nice. Okay. I'd love to have a flat in New York. Yeah. I'd love to have a flat in uh, Tokyo. I'm the same. I think mine would be dual nationality or something, dual citizenship or somewhere, you know, here and elsewhere, possibly sunny, possibly, you know, possibly New York, something like that. I think mine would be a similar thing. Um, okay. What is, if you have one, your most treasured possession? I am a person that has, like, stuff. I do like having stuff. And I like being prepared for things. So, like, I like having a guitar and then a spare guitar in case that yeah. guitar breaks. And then, like an acoustic guitar and then like maybe another acoustic guitar for a different thing. But at the same time, there's like none of it that I couldn't live without. So I'm just going to actually just while I'm, oh, hang, hang about. Oh, what's that? Oh, just, oh, just pick that. Uh, yeah. Whit Crane uh, is a friend of mine, singer out of Ugly Kid Joe. And he, oh, yeah. he, he doesn't own anything. And I tried to catch him out on this once. He just has a backpack uh, in which goes his, like, he's got a couple of pairs of kegs yeah. If anyone from outside of the UK is listening, underpants, a um, couple of pairs of kegs, a couple of pairs of socks, and um, a couple of T-shirts, whatever book he's reading at the time, his phone charger, uh, his toothbrush, that's about it. Yeah, and his phone, obviously, for the charger. And he was telling me this, and it was like, that's amazing. That's like That's kind of cool. And he's like, so he just goes off and goes and lives like in different places. And I'm like, that's that's easier to do when you've got like when you've been a superstar celebrity in the 90s and you've probably got a yeah. couple of quid in the bank and also yeah. when you're a singer and so you don't need like well I need a, a Fender Strat for this guitar part and a, I need a, a couple of Les Pauls for this and you know he just needs nothing basically that's amazing I knew he, I knew he had that kind of lifestyle I didn't know it was that minimalist and that um you know, non-ownery. That's great. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he'll just go. He goes off on adventures, and because he's that kind of personality, he yeah. just meets new people and like hangs out with new people. It's um, amazing. It is. It's amazing. Like, and he always says the thing is that's there for anyone. You can you anyone can do that. Ditch everything and just go off. I think people are scared though. It's a society thing, isn't it? You know, this is the life. This is the things you must own. You have to have the nicest new things. And again, maybe security. He's obviously happy with. You know, it's almost nomad, isn't he? Yeah, and his his lack of security is his security. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, and he, you know, he loves that. He thrives for that. But I'm a homebody. I like being at home. I like doing. You know, he goes mad if he's like in one place for longer than three months. Yeah, you know, I like being being at home and having my mates and stuff like that. Um, but so to answer your question, favorite possession, like there's certain guitars that I've got that I like, and I really like my car, but like I couldn't, there's, there's nothing that I couldn't live without. The one, the thing that probably springs to mind is for my 18th birthday, I got a silver bracelet that I really love that I've worn yeah. pretty much every day since I got that from my folks for my birthday. And, and, um, 
you know, if I lost it, I'd be gutted, but I wouldn't be like, you know, jumping off a cliff. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just, it, you know, it wasn't enormously expensive. It's just something that I really, really like. And I look at and I go, that's like a nice thing. And that's been with me a long time. And it came from my folks for my 18th birthday. And, you know, it's like a nice, it's a nice thing. Amazing. Great answer. So do you have any real life heroes? They can be dead, but, you know, just real heroes. Not really, no. Uh, there's people that I admire, but it's like, you know, there's a, one of the other questions is, who do you really despise? Yeah. And, I've, and I feel like there's like, there isn't really anyone. And, you know, you can talk about Trump or you can talk about Boris Johnson or you can talk about Paul Pot or Gary Glitter or... Jimmy, but like I can't despise those people because I don't know them. Mm. I met I met Jimmy Savile and I despised him immediately. Well, so. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, uh, you know he was obviously a, a rubbish twat, but yeah, like <laughs> like but like I'm not defending him. <laughs> if for that's a second. not on his headstone, I don't Jimmy know. Savile, uh, rubbish twat. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I can think that those people are like awful, but I'm I'm just mm. I I find it really hard to despise anyone really. It takes a lot of time and effort to truly hate doesn't well, it well that's so. it and like I don't I can't be bothered to hate people anymore mm. and in terms mm. of having a hero on the other side of the coin I guess I, like I don't, I don't know there's people lots of people I admire but um, I don't think it's necessarily good to have like heroes I think it's good to have mm. people that you look up to and aspire to be like or aspire or take influence from but to hero worship someone I, I, I think is a bit much really fair enough I don't know, but that's like that's an answer that I haven't really thought about. I certainly don't have anyone that's like I've got a poster of I've got a I've got a massive picture of David Bowie on my wall, right? Um, right. I love David Bowie. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I think yeah. he's an amazing artist. But like some accounts are that he wasn't a great person. John Lennon beat up his wife. You know, awful man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. wrote some great songs. You know what I mean? Do you think the never meet your heroes thing would be accurate? The reason for that is that really you shouldn't have any heroes because everybody's imperfect and has you know a, a side that you would be disappointed in. Do you think everybody would be disappointed if they were that upon such a high pedestal? Maybe, yeah. I mean, at the end, you know, let me dad said once they all get up and go to the toilet on morning sun, you know, and he's right because you know everyone, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know. People here are worship Barack Obama, but like you go to America and you talk to people over there, and they like there's a lot of people there don't, you know. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about your right wingers. I'm talking about your left wingers. A lot of people were very disappointed by Barack Obama because um, he promised a lot and didn't deliver. Uh, you know, people. A lot of my friends worship Jeremy Corbyn. I don't think Jeremy Corbyn was the was the savior of of the human race or whatever. Certainly not the Messiah, no. It's, um, and I never did even when they were hero worshipping yeah. him before he kind of lost the plot. But anyway, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. anyone's perfect apart from our Lord and Saviour, Tyson Fury. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, to be honest. I, I have no, <laughs> I was wondering. No particular, I think he's quite funny. That could have gone so many ways. I wouldn't like to get in a fight with him. No, nor me. I don't think you knew who you were going to say. I then, didn't, did you? No, I didn't. No, it just came to you. I did that the other day, and I think it ended up being Nicolas Cage for whatever. Nicolas Cage, I mean, let's be honest. He's got to be up there. Robbie Coltrane. Do you know what I like? Robbie Coltrane. I always think he's um, got a good a vibe. Cracker fan, aren't you? Love Cracker. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one. Knowing you as I do, I think I know what you're going to say here. But I'll ask it anyway. Mm. What is your biggest regret? 
I don't regret anything. I know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> I don't regret any. Je ne regret rien. I didn't know you spoke French. I speak perfect Spanish. Um, I don't because I, because I'm like again. I think like I'm I'm in a good place in my life, and I like where, what I do and who I hang out with, and the things that I do and the things that I make and where I go and stuff. And like, if I was unhappy with those things, then I might be able to go. Well, in two thousand and four, there's like certain things that I did that I'm not proud of. Yeah. But that's like different than regretting. Like the time I got, oh, I can't, I can't even tell you that. <laughs> Sounds like a regret to me. Like there's like things that I've do- done that like aren't great. Like I got locked out of my hotel room once and I had to go downstairs. In, fortunately, I was sleeping in my kegs. There's the word that you learned before. Yeah, yeah. And I had to go down to the reception and be like, hello, I'm a bit drunk and I've just locked myself out of my room. Yeah. You know, like not not yeah. a great moment. But like I went to university for three years and racked up a massive debt and I didn't really, I couldn't really be asked being there. I just sort of went because I thought it was what you did. It, I never yeah. really got anything from it. But again, like if if I hadn't have done it, then I might not have. You probably got some life experience that you wouldn't have had before and stuff, I suppose. Yeah, so. like, you know, when I think about it, there's things that I did learn there and like I went and did work experience at a radio station and I got a job there when I finished, you know, and that go. paid me way for a bit and... I learned how to produce there and that's been helpful. You know, but who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, I don't really regret anything. Great. Okay, last serious question. And I think this is one that most people will also answer the same. Um, and it almost sounds like a threat when I ask it, but how would you like to die? Heroically. <laughs> In a specific <laughs> pose? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the thinker perhaps or the elvis the forsyth the, the forsyth exactly yeah um there's lots of ways uh there's plenty of ways plenty of ways the actual way um i remember do you remember when you used to do those quizzes when it would be like email quiz oh and then yeah, you'd like yeah, yeah. take the answer i remember doing that one of those with someone once and they gave an answer that's that i've has always stuck with me with this how would you like to die and and the answer was quickly and without warning. And I'm like, I'll take that, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, like, there's there's part of me that goes, I'd like someone to go, right, you've got two weeks to live. Oh, I couldn't handle that. Like, if if it was like you've got two years, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, yeah. that's, that's a lot of fucking about. Two weeks gives you a chance to go, right, okay, I'm going to ring this person and I'm going to tell them that I think they're a prick. Or I'm going to ring this person and I'm going to say sorry for that time that I was a prick. This is when your uh, original answer of honesty is overrated would go out the window. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, forget everything. Yeah. And yeah. I'd go like, all right, okay, I've got two weeks, so I'm going to go to Alton Towers. for Every day for the next two weeks? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas if they were like, you've got two hours, I'd rather just like oh, not be told. So yeah. I think, I think um, yeah, quickly and without warning. You know, or like... In your sleep. But there's a real narcissistic side, I think, probably to anyone, probably who does, certainly does what we do, maybe maybe anyone at all, that would like to be like, all right, what's going to happen when I die? Are people going to be like that? Yeah. You be know. your own funeral sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, How many people are going to turn up? Who's going to be sad? Will they be saying nice things about me? What's the buffet going to be like? You know, well, the buffet at my funeral, mate, is going to be fucking killer. Let me tell you that for oh, nothing. I, I can't wait for I it. I can't be. Look forward to it. You can't beat a buff. Fantastic. That's a that's 
I, and I think a lot of people are going to probably have a similar answer, but I think it's a good one. Um, okay, uh, happy ending. What is your motto or a motto you'd like to put out to the world? There is no such thing as bad weather, only the wrong clothes. I like it. Cheers, mate. Really good. Really <laughs> good. All right, well, that's Lovely. that. That is that is your Proust questionnaire. That is apparently your true nature. Um, what have you got going on? I know we're all in lockdown at the moment, but is there anything coming up? Are you planning anything? Are you working on anything? Uh, is there anything to promote? Well, I really define things in days, weeks, months. Like I, I like to like go. Okay, yeah. right. There's no to me. I'm not gonna start writing tomorrow because it's Sunday. So I'm like. There's something yeah. in my head that says that's not going to work. That uh, it's the Lord's Day. It's supposed to be uh, correct. Correct. It's the Lord Tyson Fury's yeah. day. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna like t- tidy my room so that on Monday morning I don't have to like go right. I need to get this cable out and I need to get this piece of like equipment out and set this mic up. I can just go yeah. right. Sit down. Laptop open. Switch my camera on. Switch my keyboard on. Switch my sound card on. Let's be creative, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna try and write some songs, and because uh, I want to do, I want to have a new album out by the end of the year. Solo album, yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, kids with a Z, and uh, it'd just be nice to like do some more stuff. Brilliant, amazing. So that's the vibe. Fab. All right. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for all your time tonight. It's been yeah, uh, man. It's been amazing. It's, good fun. it's been. Uh, enlightening it's been fascinating i think it's been deep at times and funny at other times and that's exactly what we wanted so um it's been a pleasure good man it's good to chat to you as well yeah it's been great it's been too long so let's not leave it yeah, this man. long next time um have a fantastic time with your orange cordial and your tv and oh, um, <laughs> and we will speak soon thank you and that's the show thanks so much for listening spending your precious time with us if you want to join us on social media please do it at moment of proust please leave us a review share tell all your friends hit like hit subscribe all that malarkey thank you so much again and we'll see you next time nice one